Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit Acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Alex Fox. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionize the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. You glorious twin shapes of wonder. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to having you here. Yes. Cheers, my dears. I've been looking forward to being smeared all over your studio. <laughs> <laughs> Although if I sound a bit reticent, it's because uh, listeners at home or wherever they may be listening don't know that we've just been talking about doing shots of bull spunk. They do so, not. Yeah. This was literally the pre-podcast conversation. A gal's yeah, got to clear her throat before, before <laughs> beginning a podcast <laughs> after such a conversation. Yeah, we'll try not to gag. Alex, please tell our wonderful listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, there's quite a lot to tell, I suppose. You know how uh, people on the internet think that apple cider vinegar can do everything in the world? Clean your windows, <laughs> cure your tonsillitis, disinfect your bath. I you feel can. like my job is a little bit like that. I kind of, <laughs> I've got fingers in more pies than a clumsy baker. So, uh, well, I do deal with all things sweet and fruity, from the coochie to the booty, and uh, some things that aren't so sweet, the rather more sour uh, bits of sex. Um, I'm a writer, a broadcaster, and a sex educator. Wonderful. So we have to ask you, what do you think about the stigma surrounding the number of people that you have slept with? <sighs> I think the concept of the body count really puts the dick in ridiculous, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Really um, does. I think for a start, when people ask about your number, they often mean the number of people you've had intercourse with yes. rather than the number of people that you have been sexual with or yeah. had any kind of intimate or erotic involvement with. people don't with. usually like, keep count of like all the intimate connections that they have with people, mm. but they would with intercourse. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's another reflection mm. of that wider issue in society that we have of being so busy with focusing our concentration on penetration yeah Uh, and as i often say the sole goal of sex should not be putting a pole in a hole and yet this is what we fixate on so much and the idea of asking people or how many people have you been penetrated by or penetrated yourself just perpetuates that fuck number one the first fuck Oh, okay. Well, I lost my virginity on the most disgusting sofa known to man. Oh, God. Seriously, it was fluorescent orange. 
Wow. Like some kind of stupendous satsuma colour with hideous, really bold floral pattern on it to the point where the pattern of the sofa was so loud that you would have to wear earplugs and looking at it was more painful than my first <laughs> I was gonna my say. first incident of intercourse, yeah. Sounds like it's overshadowed your shag. Yeah. <laughs> well my mum actually sold it a few months. She just happened it was to your sell mom's. it. Yeah, it was my mum's oh, oh, it, it was a pull out one of those pull out sofa beds that she had downstairs in the lounge for when guests came over. <laughs> so yeah, so my first inst- my first experience of sex was Pull, pull out in one way or another. <laughs> Actually, it was very sensible. We used we used a condom. I was on the pill. Um, I was good. Yeah, That's very. I knew my stuff from a young age. Yeah. Very um, I, I was 16 years old on this hideous sofa, and uh, yeah, a couple of weeks afterwards, my mum just happened to sell it. So I had this weird experience of watching a stranger from Loot Magazine <laughs> try and awkwardly shove. The location of my deflowering, the hideously oh flowered God. location of my deflowering into the back of a transit van. But again, I would say that his pushing and shoving was all the <laughs> less elegant than the sex. My first experience of sex, I am so lucky, was it went smooth as an ice cream covered in baby oil. It was joyful. Amazing. It was positive. I was deeply in love with the first oh. person that I, I had sex with. I can't That's even nice. say fucked. I mean, it, for the Love. first adult experience, consensual adult adult experience that I had, uh, we weren't really adults. We were so we were so young. We were both sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like using that term. But yeah, but um, it was two two almost adults trying to do a sort of adult thing, and yeah. it was as I'm sure you get from the way I'm speaking here. It was gorgeously innocent so innocent yeah it was it sweet was sweet if you will. yeah <laughs> it was sweeter than a paddling pool full of liquid sucrose it was just gorgeous um and i went on top and i, I really yeah on your first time i've only that's so since learned that that's uncommon. quite unusual yeah Wait, you did it as well <laughs> did you yeah but it was more like i've watched a lot of porn and i want to try out all the moves all at once <gasps> Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll Ooh. go on top. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yeah. And then I was like, this is shit. My second time <laughs> was in the shower. And that's, that's your, which your is pride that, of place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of crazy for a second time. My second time, apologies to my brother, was on the back seat of my bro's Peugeot 106, oh. which also got sold a few weeks sex. afterwards. Oh my God. So public had... sex, sofa sex, what is this? Actually, you Crazy. say public, it wasn't public. Was it it was, garage? I lived right in the middle of nowhere in the sticks. Um, and my, part, my, my boyfriend and I obviously both lived with our parents at age 16. Mm. Um, and so we had sex wherever we could get away to and get away <laughs> with it. Uh, and it was frequently in cars. I actually really oh. miss car sex. I've never had car sex. Oh my God, I'm missing out. I don't think I've had car sex. I've, I've had car like oral. Oh, we were permanently things, but, just... Yeah. Oh revving up the car, ragging it away, and then shagging in, in the oh, deepest, darkest so corners good. of Cheshire. Yeah. It's actually really uncomfortable, I imagine. Awkward, you've got like weird, <laughs> I was gonna say joysticks, that's not how you ride a car. Yeah. How, how do you have good car sex? Uh, well, you, I'm not sure quite how <laughs> romantic and or comfortable it was, but I was so <laughs> excited to just be having sex with this yeah. guy I was deeply in love with that it didn't matter. Yeah. And it was always exciting. Um, but just 
crank the seat right down. <laughs> yes. It had a little sunroof, so you know we could see the stars. Oh, oh my god! Occasionally, if we were feeling particularly <laughs> daring, then we'd go on the bonnet. Don't do that if you've been driving for a while, because it gets extremely fucking hot and you will burn your ass cheeks. <laughs> Did that happen yeah. to you? And you will shriek so loudly that you will scare the sheep in the uh, farmer's field next to you, <laughs> which will then cause you to drop your knickers on the floor. You will then tread backwards into a cow shit. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. that one. That was definitely not one of my hotter no. exploits. Oh fuck two. The best fuck. I find this question really difficult to answer. Um, I would definitely say that my current partner is the person who I feel I have the most fulfilling and full sexual experiences with. Yeah. But that might that I think that's partly because we we communicate with each other and we're both uh, really respectful of each other's boundaries but equal, equally enthusiastic to be open-minded um and we i would say we're just very much aligned in our tastes um wow for something very lustful i'm making it sound quite clinical here aren't i <laughs> um but i'm I, the reason i sound hesitant is because i'm really aware that we have the benefit of um, many years of evolving and of learning about ourselves mm. um, and I don't know whether I it's really hard to pinpoint one best fuck isn't it because it is. there are all it sorts really of is. moments in my sexual life that I remember as uh, poignant and pertinent and that I often think of in uh, you know in juicy terms yeah. that maybe weren't the best fuck but they are some of the best memories because of what they went meant to me mm. at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I had um had an encounter with an ex-boyfriend that was in he was a uh, he worked as a lifeguard Ooh, and so we wow. yeah we got it on uh, in the changing rooms of a pool. Oh wow. And whenever I smell chlorine and you know you hear the acoustic <laughs> like those you know on. those very set acoustics of a changing room and you can mm, hear the pool yes. outside. It makes me remember of being like like goosebump skin Ooh. from the the combined powers of being incredibly turned on and quite chilly because I just <laughs> yeah. got out of the pool uh, and trying to be quiet so that nobody around us knew and wondering whether anybody could see the fact that there were clearly two pairs of feet in that cubicle um so it, that was a really <laughs> people walking around me. outside yeah and that was oh, part wow. of what made it so illicit yeah. and explicit and yeah. thus exciting was that we had to keep it on the hush hush nice um other other best fucks some, some of them with myself i remember getting i, I went traveling as a, a lot of people do in their <laughs> early 20s I, and there was nothing original about it but it's um it's something that a lot of privileged folks do do after university yeah. uh, for good reason because it's it's, <laughs> it's had a wild old time yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but I went to Thailand Thailand is a wonderful place however it is also a massive cliche and I found myself because didn't we fucking <laughs> all yeah but I also found myself getting very wound up by the fact that I uh, there was a lot of sexual tension between me and another guy that I, that was in my group Ooh. of travellers um, it never really came to a head not on that particular trip anyway it did later in my life oh Um, sex is the best well it didn't happen on that trip but i did have a wonderful masturbatory moment in a very cold shower on a very hot beach oh Um, in fact i think a lot of my best fuck memories 
are inv- have either involved extremes of temperature or water for some Ooh. reason. Yeah. Interesting. That is so interesting. Maybe are into you... a hot, hot and cold play. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely not turned <laughs> on by cold play. <laughs> Although I bet there's some piss play specialists out there who are thinking, yeah, well, you know, I get off to yellow. Yeah. <laughs> fuck three. The worst fuck. Okay, uh, I really debated whether to go funny or serious here. Because uh, I definitely, like a lot of people, I definitely had those fucks that fucked up and been really comical. Yeah. And as you know, on Unexpected Fluids, we talk about um, uh, people doing everything from getting their todger stuck in a very heavy oak cheese board for <laughs> yeah, seven hours. Yeah, yeah. Or um, knocking themselves out. We had somebody who used a butt plug and accidentally uh, fart forced it out with uh, with such vigor uh, that it flew across the room and hit their cat. Oh. Dazed their cat. Yeah. No, uh, and I've definitely had my funny moments. Uh, there was a while ago uh, with a partner where we'd been doing some S and M inspired stuff. I was wearing a blindfold. I was Ooh. on all fours on a leash, um, and uh, there'd been some spanking going on. And he very thoughtfully um, decided that he was going to put something cold on my buttocks, um, with presumably with the idea that it would both help to deflate any any swelling there and, and cool me down after a good yeah. old spanking but also you know that temperature play and the shock when you're blindfolded is is exciting mm-hmm. um however the first thing that he could grab that was cold uh happened to be a bag of frozen peas which exploded <laughs> upon contact with my butt cheeks <laughs> flew all over the room we were in which i didn't even know where we were until i pulled off the blindfold and was greeted this, with the sight of my kitchen absolutely covered in bird's eyes best oh, and he was quite a no. hirsute guy and the peas were so cold that they'd stuck all in his chest hair in his pubes <laughs> on his face he was he would oh, look no. like a kind of budget mr blobby just covered in spots and we had to get him in the shower and then I had to get all the peas out the bath of the sieve and it was not sexy did that um, completely ruin the moment actually we laughed about it that so, so it, i wouldn't count it as that's it's far from one of my first yeah. one, one of my worst sexual moments yeah rather. It's actually, yeah. i actually kind of count it as one of the best because we had to break it down and giggle about it and i think that's yeah. a really important part so of sex. Important. um i've also had uh the disaster scenario which i am sure i am not alone in this where you know when you're trying to seduce somebody, it's maybe the first time that you've gotten nude skin on skin with them. Or, uh-huh. um, I was, well, we weren't quite at the nude stage. We were at the point where we were both in underwear. Yeah. And I was making so much eye contact that I was like Medusa trying to turn him to stone, <laughs> at least downstairs. And kind of, you know, giving it all that seductive, um, telling him, you know, what I was going to do to him. Yeah, yeah, Slowly yeah. started w- making my way down his body. I was on the yellow dick road, you know, the like little hairy <laughs> pathway towards yeah, yeah, the yeah. groin. And then as I got closer and closer, I realised it was quite a pungent smell of pee on the, in, in the groinal area. Oh. And I was completely forgiving of this because it we'd been on a very boozy date. Yeah. I, I, we'd been very enthusiastic about each other's company. I imagine that, you know, he'd 
you know when you dash off to the toilet during a date and you try and pee and wash your hands as fast as you possibly can you're out yeah. there like a shot because you just want to continue the conversation and I thought you know poor dude he probably just didn't shake it before he put it away oh, enough no. times or something so no judgment here I don't think this person had poor hygiene yeah I think just maybe he'd been on the booze and there are a few droplets left and it was it, yeah but the it, it was it was a sitch that meant that um it it put out the fires in my loins it's straight so away hard to like get fully turned on again when you smell something like that or you see like just like a little bit of fluff down there and you're just like okay, tissue's oh, yeah. the worst like, oh god open your legs and there's like toilet <laughs> yeah. tissue and you're like yeah. oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's All happened to time. me so many times. Like dry vagina, tissue paper just loves sticking to it anyway. And once I see one of those things, I can't then just go down on it. Cause I'm just like, I, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, this is in my mouth now. And then like, I'm trying to get rid of the smell. No. It's like there's fluff <laughs> everywhere. I'm afraid no. that after my seductive like snake down the body, yeah. I was quickly climbing the ladder back up at that <laughs> point. <laughs> Poor dude, he must've wondered what on earth had gone wrong. Yeah. My, Did my... you actually climb back up the ladder? Yeah, I just thought <laughs> I'm gonna return to kissing him. Cause I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's, I must be clear, this wasn't somebody who hadn't taken care of their personal hygiene. It happens um, sometimes. Yeah. If it's a hot, sweaty day, yeah. if there's toilet trips happening plenty after drinking. I mean, it happens to me like even now and I'm just like, okay, it smells a bit down there. Just gonna stay up there. Oh my God. I had morning sex a while ago after having some really, we're talking about the tsunami of wet dreams. And I was definitely more than fragrant shall yeah, we say. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of turned me on I was like oh I'm so animalistic and filthy but I was also thinking Jesus this is like a miasma Christ <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't like some kind of, I'm surprised you couldn't see the cloud do you, have oh, you, do you remember watching bed knobs and broomsticks when you yes. were a kid and she has she, the, the witch rides on that like motorcycle that kicks out clouds of sulfurous yellow smoke I, oh, <laughs> I kind God. of imagined that my sex just open the legs like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think we need to be more upfront and unabashed about our bodies and less shamed about that. It's great to uh to to you know wash yourself and be hygienic and and groom I, I actually really love the ritual of grooming myself when I know that I've got a date. It yeah it brings me pleasure to yeah. to do the shaving and the anointing and the mm -hmm. you know the preparation. For me it's part mm. of Because it makes you feel desirable and like soft and smooth. Yeah and it's for me it's like it's like it's part of the lead up. It's, yeah. I'm thinking while I'm in the shower about what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying oh we should all be minging all the time but the truth is that sometimes human being bodies are naturally minging. Yeah. And I don't think mm -hmm. that we should, I think if, we, if you're gonna, if you're gonna slide and ride each other, then sometimes yeah, you can't you've got to accept that. It. Yeah, you just got, got to suck a dirty dick or lick a, lick a, <laughs> a smelly fanny. I've done that so many times where you're just like, you're in the moment. It's just, the last thing you want to do is like, sorry, could you wash yourself? Well, you can stick someone you in the shower and make it, it sexy. Yeah. yeah. Or you yeah. can, you know, nobody's obliged to do something they don't want to, but yeah. you can switch up yeah. your play. I think it's just, there's a lot of squeamishness about mm -hmm. natural bodily fluids once, and bodily going yeah, on. Yeah, once I was on my period um, and this guy that I was seeing, he was just like, okay, just like hop in the shower, like wash yourself out, get back into bed. And he's like, I'm going to eat you out. I was like, what? On my period? 
And then he like I I did it and he did and I was just like so shocked because obviously no one I never thought anyone would ever want to go down on me whilst I was on my period. Did you feel comfortable with that? I'm not saying you shouldn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean I was slightly hesitant at first, but then it was bloody amazing. <laughs> there are bloody. some people who really get off on that, aren't they? Yeah. Called bloodhounds. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. They really seek mm-hmm. it out. Ooh. It's interesting. I think for some, it's just a uh, they like they like that kind of rawness and realness of it yeah i guess i imagine there's some people who get off on it because it's taboo or they see it as the ultimate intimate act Mm. um however i have also read about some guys who see it as um kind of a badge of honor to their masculinity to have dared to go there and that makes (laughs) me feel maybe a little bit uh I'm, i'm not not keen on that um but funny stuff aside um i think it's probably important for me to talk about one of the more one sadly one of several more Mm. serious worst situations that i found myself in sexually yeah um i have spoken about this once before but i feel like it's important for me to reach as many people as i can of course um so i've worked as a journalist for nearly a decade and a half now and i've met Mm. all sorts of interesting people during that time um and uh a good a good few years ago i was assigned to interview somebody a young guy who had become uh famous quite quickly and righteously so for um for for being great at his job which was mm-hmm. um he was involved in acting i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking my words here for yeah. reasons that will become clear um, he was actually a bit of an asshole during the interview and made my job really, really hard. I couldn't file the piece in the end, so you won't be able to find out who he is by <laughs> Googling all of the many things I've written. Um, and I, I left feeling a bit despondent and also a bit nervous about how I was going to tell my editor that things had not gone smoothly. Yeah. Um, later that evening, he contacted me via social media to apologise um, and say that he'd had a really tough day and he was just frazzled and not at his best yeah um i couldn't work out whether he was doing this because he genuinely felt bad that he'd um not he'd not made my life easy or whether he was just trying to do some damage repair and he thought he'd fucked up with the journalist but either way i thought it was nice that he reached out when he didn't have to uh we ended up chatting and he invited me out for a drink and i wasn't sure whether it was a date or again him trying to make reparations with somebody in the media or whether he was just trying to be friendly but I was single at the time. I was quite starstruck. He was a very good looking guy. Um, the evening progressed. We actually, I was surprised that he wasn't a really big drinker. We didn't drink a lot. Yeah. Um, sad that I mentioned that, isn't it? But isn't it programmed into us as women yeah. that we have to defend ourselves when alcohol might be involved in an evening if the evening doesn't go as planned? Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, when he suggested that we go back to his place for coffee, for, co- for coffee, <laughs> uh, I thought, why the hell not? Um, I'm really getting on with him. Uh, this, is, this is an adventure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and I was enjoying the, I was enjoying the, the experience until um, I looked up to realize that he was filming me without my permission weird and had never mentioned that there was a camera on me i didn't know how long that he had been filming me was he just doing this with his phone or like it was a secret camera no he was he was filming with his phone weird 
Um, whilst you were doing stuff together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're already sexually involved at the moment. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. this was like mid-conversation. No, oh, this was, this was mid-sexual encounter. No. I was nude. Uh, like I say, I don't know how long he'd been filming, so I'm not sure what was caught on camera. Mm. Um, my immediate reaction was to go, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. And I, you know that bile surge of fear when mm-hmm. you feel yeah. threatened and I immediately thought oh fuck um I don't know what he's got on there I feel scared uh is he broadcasting this yeah it could be live you know, is he streaming mm. this what what is going on and he tried to reassure me by saying oh you just look really hot and I want to watch this myself tomorrow I'll get off on it and that's not okay though without your permission definitely not without your permission it's definitely not okay and you know what now i would absolutely say give me that phone right now i'm wiping that this is not okay yeah um however the reason i think it's important for me to share this is it's my job professionally to talk about sex okay i'm not somebody who's particularly shy or restrained or oppressed Mm. um I was definitely younger then and I was I was less empowered as a person. Um my I my foot didn't found I found it harder to put my foot down with people, mm-hmm. but I still I wasn't a shy wallflower. And yet I found myself in that moment thinking, "Oh, well, I better keep him happy or otherwise I don't know what he's going to do with this material." God damn. And so I almost played up to it I think it was still very obvious to him that I felt uncomfortable yeah but I decided to sort of like think oh well okay um and again my instinct sadly as a woman was to think how can I make this right Uh, maybe if I can just please him enough then this will be fine he'll want to go on a date with me again and I'll be safe because we'll know each other better and I'll be able to maintain a relationship and then we'll be able to talk about this and it'll be fine and we'll laugh about it and it's hard to be defensive with someone that you don't know as well no I felt really really scared yeah and my my reaction to that fear wasn't to defend myself and tell him that he was a piece of shit my reaction to that fear was to do the first thing that occurred to me instinctively sadly in the moment which was to go along with whatever he wanted because i was frightened fuck number four the last fuck Well, thankfully, I'm really glad that I get to like return to the fun stuff now, <laughs> having brought us down to the, the dreary depths of when sex can be awful. Um, my last fuck, I am very glad to say, was superb. Um, mm. It was not uh, an all guns blazing BDSM X rated uh, <laughs> extravaganza. Um, it was actually uh less less bdsm more post barbecue we were both <laughs> uh, my partner and i were both really full after uh spending a lovely afternoon with friends um i was really sleepy because i'd been to a birthday party the <laughs> night before and ended up kipping on my mate's couch in oh, brighton God. um and what was lovely about it was that even though we were both quite really far too knackered to do anything with our knackers yeah um or, or and our undercrackers Mm-hmm. Um, 
we still managed to have a really hot session with really low wow. effort and i am all about that that is so <laughs> yeah. good we are all about the lazy set lazy yeah show. well, it, well yeah. it was it was maybe physically didn't involve a huge amount of movement mm, but the eff- i was thinking about this what what were the ta- what were the like concentrated aspects that made this fuck really great and i think one of the things is my partner is really good with his hands and i don't Ooh. just mean putting his hands on my glands but he is really good at holding my face in a way he's i've got quite a small peanut head and he's got quite big <laughs> hands um, but he holds my face in such a way that the tiniest movement can take that gesture from really tender and comforting and romantic and loving to very commanding and demanding and powerful. Wow. So it's, it's the most minimal movement and change of intent can change the whole tone of the play. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he's also really good that if, you know... It, in again in i must outline in a very consensual way if i'm tired he's very good at turning that still into a kind of role play thing of oh well i don't want you to move a muscle and to, and Ooh. i basically get wow. to be really subby and and involved <laughs> you know and enjoy that hotness but also essentially get to be a lazy ass and, and yeah. move as well. So, so. Sounds like perfection. Yeah, yeah. there are like, ways of, he's, just, he's very good at, at recognizing what I need in that particular moment and what my mood is, but also manage to yeah. frame that in a way that maximizes the hot. And Love this is that. one of, I mean, he is a very skilled man. Yeah. He's a very skilled man. It's so hard to have sex when you're so tired as well. Like you're both lying in bed and you're like, oh, this just that extra little bit of effort that i don't know if i can push myself over but when you do it's always so worth it isn't it well this is another time when maybe uh penetration is not the one yeah, do something that's it. less vigorous and energetic yes. have you ever tried micro massage no okay it's when you lay next to your partner or, yeah. or how you know in whatever formation you happen to flop down in yeah and you're only allowed to touch them with the tiniest tip of your finger in like little tiny taps little miniature circles uh, you can maybe breathe on them but the small this is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like. matched. Just fill out... <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> <clears throat> with over a thousand, 
With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you think I need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. <laughs> Meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in. Because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also... I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex, like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So in all spirit of masturbation may... We're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, mate, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more. The technique thing has been blowing my mind. Like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like, not going straight into G-spot stimulation. She's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. Yes. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and... They have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Smallest movements. Not only does it help to like really focus the sensation, it feels incredibly intimate and, and it actually really ironically 
awakens you because you're focusing on it but it's also minimum again minimum effort yeah (laughs) i'm all about these techniques that are (laughs) not doing a lot for a big return on investment (laughs) yeah Yeah. fuck number five the fuck that made me did you know this podcast is powered by acast acast is the home of podcasting for creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too and creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise podcasters and advertisers in the know know acast it's time you did too visit acast.com to find out more acast for the stories like the idea of one fuck changing my whole game um not least because i think that as i evolve as a person my sexual experiences will evolve in fact i'm as i mentioned earlier i'm 36 now it has been a freaking revelation to me i can have new types of orgasm that i hadn't experienced before and this was like really quite recently and Mm. and it continues to be the case that i'm finding new new forms of pleasure and and new new things that light me up um it really bothers me that there's this um common wisdom that people have a sexual peak in their lives oh yeah yeah it's supposed to be 36 for women right that's your sexual peak it's definite in stone it's "Mm." absolute i mean it's based on kinsey research which when when you look back at it as although kinsey did a lot of incredible work it's inherently really flawed in how Mm. it measures good sex Uh Uh, for a start i think part of that research was based on how many ejaculations that men were having and placed their peak (laughs) at their early teens a lot of those ejaculations will have been into a kleenex and i I doubt that anyone (laughs) says that that is the peak peak of their lives yeah (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with masturbation but still no um yeah i i i hope that my erotic experiences are going to continue to change the game for me over and over again i want to still be playing the game for my whole life it's not game over for me this is the answer we've been waiting for god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i think i well i hope that in my work as well by talking about what i do that i help change the game for other people yes Um, i actually had a really moving experience recently where um somebody who had given an incredible interview about her again i'm afraid a a traumatic experience that they'd been through uh got in touch with me to say that they'd seen me years ago at a festival on the southbank center in london called women of the world Mm -hmm. and i was there with a brilliant uh project called the my body back project that um that actually uh, addresses the idea that people who've been through sexual trauma can reclaim their own pleasure. Um, just as I was cool. speaking about earlier, it's, yeah. it's, they run things like um, uh, an organization called Cafe V that gets women together to talk about things they've been through, but not just talking about how awful it was, but uh, talk about their futures, about how great sex might be, about, again, about how they can reclaim their own bodies and their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. And part of this talk involved writing a postcode on your hand of where uh, rape or assault or uh, sexual trauma had happened to you. And I wrote my home postcode because the most sexually traumatic 
part of my life was related to my home mm. and unbeknownst to me somebody in the crowd saw that and it stayed with them for years and they oh. went on to produce an award-winning piece of work about oh, their wow. own sexual trauma That's incredible. because I had been able to that's to, so to talk about it, it that day and I had yeah. no clue actually until really recently wow um so I hope that the game changing mm. I'm doing is proving that talking about things has positive impacts yeah. that means talking about the funny fuckery that is involved in fucks yeah. talking about the tough stuff and talking about how all of that all of the hot things we do with our holes mm. are involved with us as whole people Fucking hell. So our sex story is not wild or anything. A dude and I tried to have sex in his car parked in the country by some fields. Oh, we know about Aww. this today. I swear I didn't send this Reminiscing. in. Reminiscing. <laughs> his car was too small. The stick shift poked me a lot. Ha ha. So we got out of the car and walked into an empty field and he took off his shirt and laid it on the grass. We had sex in the field at sunset and it was really magical until we were done and looked up and there were several sheep staring at us. <laughs> One pooped and we had to roll away so fast not to get pooped on by the sheep. This is so similar to yeah, my experiences of my youth. <laughs> when we when we got up, the sky was pink and it was actually really lovely. The sheep said, bah, and we walked back to the car. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to get a tick send in me a photo oh. of the actual thing afterwards. Am I allowed a closer look? Yeah, it's just... Describe it's the just photo. the guy there with a lovely like, pink sky and a car parked in a field. This, sto- this, this picture actually looks like the beginning of a glorious erotic story. Yeah. Yeah. So, it really does. A hunky looking topless gent in a, in a pair daughter. of classic <laughs> blue jeans. Yeah. I actually love stories like this because I love erotic novels. Oh yeah, I forgot you hadn't saw it. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I love erotic novels. So like things like this just make me go, oh, I love this. It sounds so good. And you can just imagine it becoming this like saucy, passionate story. <laughs> Alex, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. It has been glorious to chat with you, although now I'm exiting stage left uh, with a vision of Stephen King's It in some kind of erotic I've already, <laughs> I've already been there, already searched it, already looked that shit up. Yeah, it's, Oh, that is what I've read. I like all my horror fan fiction sex. I mean, Freddy Krueger, give me him any day. I'm all over that shit. Well, it's nice <laughs> to know you want to be pounded by Pennywise, Reed. Mate, I've had a, a clown fetish since I was 13. I'm all over that. Oh my God. He's so hot as well. Oh, scars, God. Mm. So Alex, where can our listeners find you? Slapped all over the internet at regular internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can listen to me on BBC Radio 1's podcast, Unexpected Fluids. Yes. Uh, you can also episode. find me at The Modern Man with two N's, um, two for the price of one, .co.uk, where for the last four years I have been answering people's sexual queries. Yes. Um, you can find me at Alex Fox, A L I X, with one I, like Cyclops, uh, on Instagram <laughs> and on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, please do reach out. Tell me about what's happening in your world and in your down belows and up above. And um, let's talk more about sex. Amazing. Yes, let's all do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, guys. It's been yes. lovely. So please leave us a rating and a review. And all the rest of the shebang. Blah, yes, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> anyway, we will 
I was like, well, we will see you next week. We won't. You will hear us next week. <laughs> We're going to see each other tomorrow, mate. We've got yeah. another podcast recording. Way! Loads of juicy stuff. <laughs> anyway, bye. Goodbye. bye. And bye. Bye. <laughs>In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.